Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. X-Pac 12360, featuring weekly news, insider commentary, and interviews with superstars, past and present from the world of pro wrestling. A new day is dawning for DX. And now, your hosts, Sean, X-Pac, Wolfman. Welcome to X-Pac 12360, everyone. All right. You can have a good show today. Don't I say that every time? So... Um, usually it turns out that way. <laughs> yes, it does. I mean, I'd like to think anyways. I, the feedback on the show seems to indicate that. So, so yeah, it's going to be a good one today. Um, a little bit later on, we're going to be joined by Davy Boy Smith Jr. And uh, I'm excited to talk to, to, well, I call him Harry. I've known him since he was a little kid, him and his sister, Georgia. Uh, anyways, uh He's not little anymore. No, he's a massive man. Yeah. Uh, and anyways, look forward to talking to him a little bit. I'm going to save it, you know. I mean, just, I will just say he's fresh off of uh, winning the gold at the Billy Robinson uh, Catch Wrestling Classic. He's got a busy life right now. It's going to be a perfect time to talk to him. Yeah. So, all right. Anyways, yeah, looking forward to that in a little bit. But uh, I'm a little bit on the mellow side right now. I, uh. I'm trying to be cool, calm, and collective. I woke up on, on the wrong side of the bed this morning. Just people calling my goddamn phone. Like, unknown number. Like, you know, New York. No. If you're from New York and you call my phone and I ain't answering, like, quit calling my goddamn phone. You know, like did you read, read my, refer, refer to my tweet, my Twitter feed, and, and I, I left a pretty, you know, succinct message about how I feel about people calling my phone. Um, leave a message. If you don't leave a message, and I and you know, I'm going to assume it's not that important, or you know already that I don't want to talk to you, and you're trying to trick me into picking the phone up. Have you been getting calls lately that actually say "scam likely"? I've yeah. been getting them. I get those all the time. <laughs> yes, I don't know why. Not or or just like you know, uh, just some kind of a spam caller or, or you know something like that. Yeah, I give those from... people credit, though, because, like, literally, you will block their numbers, and then it'll be a different city, the same person, yeah. different city, same person. They got a bunch of numbers on there. Yeah. Don't I, I, I just, <laughs> I will say this. to people that do that for a living, that do the cold calling and all that, i got to hand it to them. Because they got to be thick-skinned or, or like, or, or I don't know how they're able to shield themselves from the negativity and and the constant rejection that comes along with that job. I did that for four months after high school. And it's an experience I'll never forget. Also an experience I'd rather never do again. Oh, God. I mean, yeah. I just... What, whew, all other options must have been... Uh, you know. Yeah, how did you get that job, Johnny? It was weird. It was like the time in between high school and college. And I forget how I got the job. Yeah. But I remember at one point I had to call... 
uh, Alabama about some political race, and boy, were people not happy with me talking to them about politics mm. in Alabama. And did you get paid? How did you get paid? Uh, just hourly. Oh, it, yeah. And then, well, at least then, I mean, at least it's not, you're not worried about. Yeah, there were certain commissions. If at one point I was trying to sell insurance, which the fact that anyone was even interested in buying off me, I was flabbergasted by that. But uh, yeah, I had to do that too. Mm. Yeah, it was yeah. a weird four months. So, uh, anyways. Uh, something I've I've been meaning to talk about at the beginning of the show for a couple of weeks now is uh, we're you know uh, X Pac YouTube channel yeah yeah and I'm really excited about it and uh, it's going to be the new home of of the show uh, still still hey still uh, a part of After Buzz TV and and uh, um. And always going to be doing the show. Well, I hope always, as long as the studio is here. We're going to be doing the show from here. Um, I'm always going to be after buzzer, uh, and and that. But um, just some really cool uh, things will be happening on the YouTube yeah, channel. Yeah. So moving forward, the YouTube channel will show the show, like live stream the show every week. We'll also have clips from past shows, all our past interviews, and a lot of original content that we are working on as a team to create with Sean. So. Definitely look forward to that and subscribe. You can actually subscribe great. now, youtube.com slash xpoc. So make sure to get to that. That way you guys can know ahead of time. You can turn on your bell, mm -hmm. and you'll get all the notifications when we start streaming. But we're definitely going to start streaming after the 100th episode. So starting yes. at 101, you will start seeing the streams on there. So it's kind of in beta, but as listeners or watchers, subscribe now. That way when everything goes really active, the, the, the page is already going to be just blowing up. That's yeah, and it's, and it's... We have the X YouTube slash XPOC, which, which is great. <coughs> Shout out to Steve Kaufman yeah. for working so hard to get us that. Yes. Yeah, thank you, Steve. And um, I know it might not seem like that big of a deal, but it's really hard to get what name you want to get on anything these days. Mm -hmm. Because on these, like, I call them bottom feeders that go around just <laughs> sucking up all the names that they think anyone might want to use. I mean, yeah. it's. I'm not saying it's not smart, but it's still feeding off the bottom. Yeah. So... Um, keep on feeding. That's right. <laughs> Subscribe. YouTube.com yeah. slash XPOC. Do it right now while you're listening. It's super easy. And, uh, and real quick, uh, coming up on Wednesday, uh, August 29th, we're going to be doing XPOC 12360 live from the Bootleg Theater mm -hmm. here in Los Angeles. And uh, going to be some, obviously going to have some special guests that, you know, can't really can't announce ahead of time. Announced yeah. we are going to have Brody King. Are there? Is yeah. Brody going to show Brody, up? Yeah. Okay, that's great. So yeah. I'm always I'm happy to so. hear that. So, uh, but yeah, there there are definitely going to be some uh, special guests that you've definitely heard of, and uh, um, I think it'll be great that. interaction with fans. Yeah. We'll do like a Q and A. Absolutely. Might even test out the game show that you've been wanting yes. to do there. Yeah. So it'll definitely be fun. Come yeah. check it out. I have a game. I've been. I've had a game show in, in my head for um, you know, since I since before I started Xbox One Two Three Sixty. Nice, um, and it's a, it's great too. Uh, so, um, which will also be something on the YouTube channel down the line. Yeah, I hope. So, yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, it's just so many things to do, everyone. You know, yeah. and uh, there's 24 hours in the day, and there are some people that have figured out how to. Uh, like I don't know, maybe get like twenty five or twenty six hours out of a day. Mm -hmm. well, I wish they would share the secret with me, but uh, 
Uh, what else? Well, Denise, but for how can the show, get but for yeah. the show, you can actually go to Ticketfly. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you can go to Ticketfly. That's where they're selling the tickets. At twenty dollars general admission, fifty dollars. You also get a meet and greet and a ticket to meet Sean as well. So that's pretty awesome. But then there's more places where you guys can get all this information. Yeah. If you go to Facebook, you can literally just type in XPOC, or you can go to bootlegtheater.org and just go to the events tab and literally search it up. It's super easy. So you could go to bootlegtheater.org Facebook page, Sean's social media. We're pretty much sharing it all around mm-hmm. where you guys can get all the details and all the information and we'll yeah. be sharing more as as time goes on thank you denise mm-hmm. got I it appreciate you doing that because i couldn't spit something like that out so what's in the news everybody well there's a lot of fun stuff and actually we're going to start off with i think the i think this is a very unique and fun news which is basically kane aka glenn jacobs is now the mayor of knoxville did i say that knox county knox county County, tennessee he starts as of september 1st he basically won with a 66.39 percent vote to become the next mayor he defeated linda haney and like i said he starts september 1st i mean i don't know about you guys but i think that's super awesome i mean come on kane is a mayor that's very cool and you know I, i i don't know if i mentioned this on the show before but Knox County and Sevierville, which is like the main Sevierville, Knoxville, that's all in that area. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, Sevierville is named after my great 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 grandfather, John Sevier, who was the first governor of Tennessee, and he wow. was also in the. Uh, anyways, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, that's and awesome. uh, and. Uh, Beautiful place. I don't know if you've ever been to that part of Tennessee, but or even Tennessee at Nashville, all. Nashville, but that's it. Yeah, it's way different. Okay, it's way per- nothing against Nashville, but Eastern Tennessee, Knoxville, like up in the Smoky Mountains, is beautiful, mm-hmm. amazing, and people are great. And <clears throat> in uh, regard, like I don't, I, I try to stay away from politics, you know, on, on the show and that, and you know, things are so divided in the country these days. Um. I will just say this. Uh, we're always going to have, you know, people on different sides or or that. And it's, that's just the way it's going to be. And you might not agree with, you know, you might be on the other side of the fence from Glenn mm-hmm. politically. Uh, b- but we want, if we're going to have people elected, because we're going to have people elected still from different parties. It's, it's always going to be that way. And we want the best people we can get. Mm-hmm. You know, on for either side. And I was going to say, you know him and personally. He's a wonderful guy, right? He seems like a very detail-oriented, yes. good person. Yeah, and um, um, I just, uh, I'm so, I'm, I'm really happy for Glenn. And and I knew this was going to happen. I knew, and, and you know, I say that a lot on here. I knew it. <laughs> oh, I knew it. I called that. And, I mean, it's kind of easy to call, to be honest with you. Um, you knew from the time he announced that this oh, was yes. what he wanted to do that he before was he get even it. before he even won the primary. I was like, oh, he's going to win it. Did you know he had political aspirations uh, for a long time, or is this something that kind of surprised no, you? No, because honestly, like back, in, you know, we were busy making a lot of money and having a lot of fun, you know, um, you know, at work and at, you know, like just. Anyways, what I'm saying is. The only people you really knew anything about their po- like their politics was like Val Venus in the locker room or here and there a couple of people, you know, that would just always talk about it. Okay. I mean, we always kind of knew J, you know, JBL's political leanings too, uh, but it was never a big problem. Like there was never, it never divided anything. And, you know, it was, 
you know, people give each other shit over it. It's just, it's unfortunate that's the climate's, you know, so much different now. But anyways, I was, all I was trying to get at was uh, congratulations to my friend Glenn Jacobs and my former partner, who I consider my favorite partner I've ever had. So he's the new mayor of Knox County, Tennessee. I think the cool thing that we can all agree on, though, is that he's using his platform to actually make some sort of change and, you know, do something because so many people can shy away from politics and not want to have anything to do with it because you don't think it affects you. But, you know, he went out there and, you know, he obviously has a voice. He has an audience. He has people that support him. And he went out there and is making a change in what he believes is the right thing to do. That's right. Why was he your favorite partner? I, just because we made a lot of money together, number one, and um, also just the dynamic, uh, the the dynamic of our on-screen relationship and just the whole, you know, odd couple. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a big odd couple pairing team fan. Like, uh, the bookend tag teams are fine, you know, but I also like that, you know. The just the dip, like I like the guy I like the team that fights with each other. They're sure. always arguing and bickering, but then they you know then they kick serious ass mm-hmm. in the ring, things like that. It just makes you like no, they're human, you know. And uh, and I just um, we did some really cool stuff, you yeah. know. Um, so, anyways, yeah. What else? Well, switching gears a little bit, you know, obviously on the Saturn note, we spoke last week about Brian Christopher's mm-hmm. passing. Uh, Jerry Lawler did. I guess you can say pay tribute to his yeah. son, Brian Christopher, at a show in Jackson, Tennessee for USA Championship Wrestling where he defeated James Ellsworth. But the part about this that was sweet was not only that he wore Brian's jacket, but they also used the proceeds from the bandanas to give away to... They gave the proceeds from the bandanas that they sold on that show yeah. to Hope Church, which I think is a nice way to make a difference and do something you know impactful. James Ellsworth did go on to say that this match was the most emotional match that he has ever wrestled and he respects Jerry Lawler so much for coming out and doing this and Jerry Lawler basically said that this was therapeutic for him because granted after you know his son passing it's been a nightmare which obviously I think we can all Absolutely. agree I, on I, sh- I communicated with Jerry a little bit uh, this is the morning of the Brian's funeral um, basically he just said, said that exactly when he said this is just a nightmare he just thanked me for, you know, reaching out. And, sure. You know, he, I just told him, I said, I love you, King, and I love, I really love Brian. And, um, and you know, I've read a couple of things, and, you know, and I went off on a rant last week and just on anger, and I was in a pretty bad mood. And, but what you said was impactful, and yeah. it, it was from the heart, and that's... that's yeah, and but here's the thing about all this. Like, some people are coming out, like, and questioning, why did he leave? Why did Jerry leave, like... Brian in there. Why didn't he bail him out? Because and because I was in the same situation. You know, we just want to keep our loved ones alive. Sure. And you, and it's not, and it shouldn't be, it should be a safe assumption that they'll at least protect him in jail, right? Like, they'll at least, you know, at least we know where he's at. But, I mean, um, you know, he was just trying, just, just trying to protect his son and get him right. help. You know, so like anyone that's questioning Jerry's an asshole. Honestly, you're a fucking asshole if you're going after Jerry right now or questioning well, him. Well, you publicly. said when you were in that situation, Scott Hall said to leave you in there. Yeah, 
which is kind of like the same thing. Yeah, and it's because they don't know what better else to do. Like it's yeah. like Scott or, or or different people that love us. They're like they just okay. We know where he's at. At least he's not out run. You know. Um, but the thing is, is they don't understand because they've never been in solitary confinement. And people can go, it's not solitary. Yes, it is. Absolutely, a hundred percent, it is. Um, so uh, I don't want to get off onto that rant. Sure. I'm just saying, uh, leave Jerry alone about this yes. bullshit. Yeah. So. Well said. All right. Well, I guess we're going to switch gears now into something a little bit more exciting. And it is that All In, as we all know, this is becoming one of the most, I guess, talked about most exciting events that we've had in a really long time. Mm-hmm. You know, so many fans are excited that, you know, having All In and StarCast and more news and information is coming out. And now we know that All In will be broadcasted for the first hour on WGN, which I think is super cool. I think it opens up a lot of doors, and people are excited. And after the first hour, they are going to be showing the rest of the show either on Fight TV or Ring of Honor's Honor Club. On Fight TV, the price is $39.99. Or traditional pay-per-view. You could buy it that way. There you go. There you go. And um, I don't know. I think this is super cool. This is exciting. The match is coming together. There's a lot of different fun stuff. They're including a lot of guys, which I think is really awesome of them. Yeah. Who are they including? Yeah. You want to talk All right. about any so, of that? Yeah, definitely. So we just had Christopher Daniels is going to go against Stephen Amal, who you guys may know from Arrow. And then Okada versus Marty Skrull. We're going to have Aldis versus Cody's. We're going to have, did I say Cody's? Versus Cody Rhodes. And then we're going to have uh, the Bucks and versus Abushi and Rey Mysterio versus Phoenix and Bandito. We're going to have the Briscoes and Kazarian. The Briscoes versus Kazarian and Sky on the pre-show, which is going to be the part that's aired on uh, WGN. WGN. Right. And they're also going to have, which is pretty this is pretty funny, I think. They're going to have a 15-participant over-the-budget battle royal, which is pretty fun because, you know, they're doing it to, you know, include more guys onto the show and stuff. Yeah. And I like that they actually went ahead and named it the over-the-budget battle royal. I like royal. that. I like that. And that's, you know, instead of just shoehorning more matches just to fit more people in the show, like, that's how you do it. Mm-hmm. You need to have, like, some big 10-man, like, cluster fuck or, like, or a battle royal situation. Mm-hmm. You know, that way, like, you can include more people and give them, and, and, you know, and, um, you know, people not have shown loyalty or shown, you know, busted their ass and, you know, you reward people. And there's great people in the battle royal. Right now, we have Rocky Romero, we have Colt Cabana, Ethan Page, Moose. I mean, so it's, yeah, uh-huh. it's going to be fun. All right. I think it's going to be a treat for all fans. Like, I'm super jealous that I'm not going to be there because I think it's super cool that everyone's going to be able to do all these different types of things from listening yeah. to podcasts to meeting your favorite wrestlers and then to be able to watch a show that everybody's going to want, be wondering how it's going yeah. to turn out. Well, at yeah. least you can watch it on pay-per-view. Yeah, now. definitely. And in, uh, in, uh, in StarCast. Yes. Yeah, so uh, I'll be doing X-Pac 12360. What? Uh, no, one, two, three, sixty degrees of the NWO. That's what Conrad. <laughs> that's Conrad. Yeah, Conrad. All right. Good, good name. I like that. So is it you, Nash, and Hall? Yeah. Okay. And we, I like. To, I like to think we can get uh, Eric up there on on the hot seat, but um, you know we're we're spread out a lot, you know, um, and our time is is uh, is spread thin. That you know for that. You know what's interesting is like. You know, it's so new, new generation. Lula snoring like a bear down there, isn't she? <laughs> yes, she sure is. It's so <laughs> hey, Lou, 
Put a quirk in it. She's good. She's awake. <laughs> uh, what was I saying? Uh, <laughs> it's kind of new. The Starcast. Oh yeah, it's it's okay. Um, the All In card. Some like it's it's very new generation, new school. Like I don't like to use the term new school because I don't believe. Like I believe in. You know, they say old school, new school. I'm more of like right school, wrong school. But that's just me. But like the the older. You know, nostalgia stuff for the Starcast. It seems to be like the, you know, what's the big selling point for that. Mm-hmm. And then you have All In, which is all like the new, you know, the Young Bucks. Yeah. And not just the Young Bucks, but the, you know, the Young Bucks. Bucks. <laughs> Starcast is incredible. Conrad's putting together an amazing event. It's yeah. Amazing. Do you yeah. know that he has the backdrop from the set from World Championship Wrestling from Techwood Drive Studios in no. Atlanta? Wow. Yeah. That's yeah, amazing. I either like either the actual set or like a, an exact replica of it. I think they have the Jim Crockett promotions blazers, like people can wear. Like, I hope I'm not saying anything I shouldn't be. It's no, just going to get people that's more that's excited. That's one of the I mean, options. There's that one. There's the ECW one. Yeah. So there's a Crockett, a WCW, and an ECW one. I think one's yeah. got uh, Sean Mooney. One's got Tony Schiavone, and one, I think, has Joel Gertner. Is it sold out yet? I think it's close. Oh, if it's not, it's going to be. Yeah. So get your tickets while you can. Yeah. So There we go. Um. Oh, yeah. Hey, I was giving, like, you know, I was giving, like, promotion shit about, like, putting guys guys in the ring with me that shouldn't be in there. And, and I meant everything I said, but I kind of said it in kind of a mean way because I was a little... Uh, just in a shitty mood, like because you know people, you know people you love die, and and just other things happen, and sometimes you come in in a shitty mood, and uh, it comes out, you know. Um, so, yeah, uh, I meant everything I said. I wish I would have said it a little nicer. <laughs> Fair enough. Take All it right. <laughs> so, are we gonna? Go I guess. Break and- Is anything else you guys want to talk about? That covers uh, pretty much everything. We should probably get to. All right. Davy Boy. Jr. All right. Well, we're gonna take a, a quick break, and we're gonna come back with Davy Boy Smith Jr. Welcome back to X Pac One Two Three Sixty. Everyone joining us right now over the phone from beautiful Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Second generation, third generation wrestler. Um, his name is Davy Boy Smith Jr. Make some noise. Yeah. And I said his name is. Like, I'm Harry, thank you so much for joining us. I'm like, I'm acting like it's my first time talking to you or something. Like, I've known <laughs> you since you were a kid. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. Thanks for having me on. Hey, hey uh, Harry, first thing I want to do is congratulate you on winning the gold at the Billy Robinson. Uh, was it called the Billy Robinson Classic? What, what, what do they call that? Yeah, the, it's the uh, the first the first one that they've done under, you know, in honor of him. But it was kind of the Billy Robinson classic, so um, they were maybe hoping to do it every year, you know, in honor of him. So that would be uh, that would be really great to honor him. Yeah, you, you uh, would probably know as well that Billy was a tremendous uh, pre wrestler, uh, uh, shooter, and he taught a lot of great uh, grapplers and stuff like that as well. So. I was just to be a part of that. I was just watching some some uh, some old Florida stuff, and and Billy made his round like 
you know, like he made his way around the country and into the territories. Like he worked Memphis, he was in Florida, and uh, I mean, he was a Southern champion in Florida. Um, but man, what a great backbreaker he had too. That thing's, I love that. Oh man, I love that. And uh, he was, of course, I, I think he was. If he wasn't the inventor of the double arm suplex yeah. for the first guy to do it in pro wrestling, um, he certainly did it uh, tremendously well. And he showed me actually uh, a lot of tricks to doing the double arm suplex. Like you can do that in a shoot, yeah, and not necessarily not necessarily suplex the guy over. You can, but uh, you can roll the guy and then get a nasty little neck crank out of it, um, which I've I've done quite a few times in in training and stuff. But there's a secret to it with the grip that uh that you know i could show it's it's easier to show in, in person than uh talk about it over the phone but really hard to break that you know who you remind me of right now listening to you talk your grandfather <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome because you sound like oh you're so into it tell me about it <laughs> yeah uh, no uh, yeah it's funny a, a few people have told me that and then they actually said that they uh i reminded them of brett a bit too Oh yeah, uh, probably the accent. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And 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 um, since we're talking about uh, Billy and catch wrestling right off the bat, uh, you spent a little bit of time with Carl Gotch as well. I didn't. You know, I wish I could have. Um, I was when I first went to FCW. Yeah. I was talking to Osama Nishimura, who was close to him. Yeah, and we were trying to we were trying to set up for a meeting for me to meet uh, Carl. And then uh, it was kind of fit, and then um, me, TJ, and Natty, we got, or no, sorry, me, Teddy, at the time, and Natty, we got called to go to OVW for, yeah. uh, to Louisville for a few weeks to do some TV stuff. So I was like, oh, man, I'll do it when I get back. And then when I left, uh, I think it was the third week I was there, I got the news that he had passed away. Uh-huh. So it was, uh, you know, real shame. I would have loved to have met him, but, you know, at, at his old age, I don't know what kind of uh, – uh, how, how the meeting would have went, you know. I, I, I wish I could have could have gotten to meet him, you know, being a a legend like that, and you know, pick his brain a bit because that was when I started getting interested with everything. But I I heard he was a pretty uh, salty bastard. Too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Once again, sounds yeah. just like your grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. Did, I, I think he did you get a, you, did you get to train with him, Sean? I trained. Okay, Carl used to sh- used to come to the school, but I never actually was in the ring with uh, Carl. I trained, his. my teacher was his son-in-law, Masami Soranaka. Yeah, Sammy Soranaka. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and he was a wonderful teacher uh, as well. Obviously, it's not the same as being taught by Carl Gotch, but, but I mean, just amazing the the, uh, the contributions of Carl and Billy, you know, to, to, oh, to yeah. MMA in general and wrestling, period, so... Well, yeah, I, man, he was a uh, real fanatic about conditioning, and uh, uh, yeah, I mean, he was one of the guys I wish I could have met, and I know he probably wouldn't have been very nice, or he would have, uh, he, that was what I've I've been told, what he was like with most people, but at least you know going into it, um, that's what you're going to get. You, you get what you're going to get with Carl, he's not yeah. going to lie to you. Yes, so. he might, I, yeah. I think he might have liked you, you know, he, if... He wasn't really interested in meeting uh, pro wrestlers like the, that, yeah. as 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 most people think of pro wrestling. But like he, yeah, he. Def, I think he would have liked you. I think he would have liked you. And uh, um, 
Uh, yeah. And it, the reason I bring Carl up is because it was Carl Gotch Day, like the other day. And there was all kinds of stuff about Carl. And, uh, and I, you know, I, there was pictures of Carl and, and Josh Barnett. And, and I know, like, you and Josh are fairly tight, huh? Yeah, yeah. You know, that, which, uh, bringing up Carl, you know, because it was his birthday, August 3rd. Uh, that's funny. My birthday was August second. It's yeah. almost the same day as Carl. So it's, yeah, uh, happy belated birthday. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you. But uh, yeah, Josh, he got a chance to work out with Carl. I think a little bit, but he had, he had already gotten the uh, hip replacement uh, done, so he yeah. was wasn't as mobile. But uh, man, he said he was still just uh, just you know like physically like strong even at his old age, and you could just look at his like his wrist bones and his joints. Like he was just like a big strong. Yeah. And and incredibly shaped, but a big tough man, you know. He had a he had a rope on uh, like uh, like a rope that from a, hanging from a you know tree that was pretty high up in the air, you know. And uh, yeah. it, even when I started wrestling, he was already pretty old, and he could climb that upside down. John, uh, yeah, uh, that's that's amazing. Yeah. Harry, wow. before we yeah, yeah, too far did you, from... did you train with uh, with with uh, Joe and Dean at all? Yeah. Yes. Uh, their, their father, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I heard that, I heard that Boris was a great coach, too. He was the best. You know, and, and, yeah. and like, I've never, because uh, I've been to other people's camps, and, and there's some amazing teachers out there, Harry, but the great Malenko, honestly, I've never, I to this day, I've never seen anybody that was good, as good at teaching and getting what he wanted across to his students, communicating to yeah. them, and the patience he had with them. You know, that, that, yeah, that's what it, that's what uh, I heard from a number of people was that he was uh, he was a great wrestler, but he was a great teacher as well. Yeah. Sometimes uh, great great wrestlers aren't exactly the best teachers; like yeah. they can't, uh, they're not good at explaining it. They don't have the patience for it. Yeah, and he you did, know, they can't. Uh, he, yeah, everybody's different, right? So yeah. they, a teacher knows how to explain things and go like step by step with guys, and whether we got to speed things up or we got to slow things down or. or focus more on certain things you know that the person's weak on lacking so yeah hey josh couldn't josh got hurt before not to bring it back to the billy robinson classic but josh was going to be in it right and then he got hurt yeah he he was supposed to be because they were doing one uh scientific wrestling was doing a separate one at nighttime yeah and then uh josh was you know he had um, he had hurt his hamstring or something because when i went out there uh he was complaining about it, so he was he was just mostly instructing him. Yeah. I think he tried he tried to do some like just some drilling with us, and he couldn't. Uh, he was like, "Nah, you know what? This is this isn't happening now." So he and then uh, leading up to it, I you know training with this big guy named Osuna, he's uh-huh. a big sumo wrestler from Egypt, and then he went to Japan. But I was training with him, and I I strained my groin, but I wanted to keep training and then, and then compete. But since the competition, I've kind of uh, taken a few weeks off to relax. I don't know if you've ever had a groin injury, but yes. it is, it sucks, man. It is. Oh man. It's annoying. But it's, and, it's, let... and it's one of those things that gets slowly better. It's yeah. not like anything will help it. Just icing it and staying off it. That, you know, that's what I was going to say. Those, like the, the groin injury is, is the most nagging longest lasting injury just about you can have i remember taker had it and it was like like a year and a half later he was still nursing it mm-hmm. yeah yeah yes i remember when he had that and i was talking to uh booker t because we were both um in uh iowa for the he just got inducted to the oh, whole thing yeah. up there which was really awesome and then we 
I inducted Owen, but he, yes. he said he had a nasty one for six months yep. and he had to wear those compression shorts uh, just to, you know, get through matches with it. But man, it, it sucks. As a physical therapist, I can tell you the groin and the hamstring, both very easy to re-injure. Once you oh, do it, sure. it, you have to treat mm-hmm. it so well to rehab it. Yeah. Hey, so, hey, but, uh, that, but that was great, you know, inducting uh, Owen to the Hall of Fame up there. That's what I was going to add. That's, that's what I was going to tell you. Like, because I saw some people that came up. I was on a show in Minnesota the next day, and several people, Stan Hansen and Baron Von Ratchke and some other guys. Uh, and, oh, the Larry the Axe Henning, they were all in Minnesota the next day. Wow. And so I saw them. And, and I got to see the pictures of you. Was it you, Ross, Bruce? Um, uh, who, who was all up there uh, inducting him? It was, yeah, it was uh, Ross, Bruce, my mom, and then uh, Keith. Cause, oh, uh, Keith, that's right. I remember, yeah, so it was it was great, man. You know, like uh, getting to, you know, honor Owen's uh, career, not only as a great professional wrestler, um, but, you know, he, he had an extensive amateur background yes. uh, before he got into pro wrestling as well. So they they recognize that, and they, they do a lot of um, honoring and recognizing you know that at the Hall of Fame too. So it was it was a lot of fun. Um, it was a fun experience. I don't get to see the family that much because uh, you know the Hart House is is uh, been sold and sure. Keith lives in Montana. So and I've, I'm always traveling. And, um, but uh, it was it was awesome. Man. You know I wish uh, I wish there could be you know Owen could get inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, but I, that's unfortunately doesn't look like it's going to happen. Yeah. Do you think that 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 just is never going to happen? Well. I don't think so, but the, the only way that I could see it happen is, um, like Martha, her deal is that she doesn't want to do anything, she, well, she doesn't want WWE to be making a profit off it, you sure. know You know what I'm saying? So I, I think, and I don't, I, I can't speak for Martha because I don't speak to her, but if she said, like, if WWE were to say, okay, we're going to induct Owen Hart in the Hall of Fame, whatever earnings we make or whatever profit we make, because they give the guys something to give them the Hall of Fame ring. Yep. Like if they were to induct that or um excuse me, donate that to the Owen Hart Foundation instead of to you know to to whoever, I think she she might be more willing to do something like that. But even then I you know, I I don't think I don't think she's gonna let that happen. But yeah. if it were if it were a non profit thing or something where it would be because she's she's raised a lot of money with the Owen Hart uh, Foundation. So if and, it was someone like that, I could see maybe. But and they're doing know. and they're doing some good things. I like I've I've read like I mean it's the money is actually used for good things, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's um, you know, it's going for a good cause, and yeah. um, you know, I'm glad that you know uh, she's do, she's you know doing something that's positive with Owen's name. Yeah. So that's that's great. I see, you know, like I, I read, you know, and I read the stuff that Brett had mentioned, you know, um, you know, and and then, you know, uh, Martha's rebuttal. And, and it kind of made, it made me sad just because, you know, you hate to see that, like, you know, that kind of friction or whatever. And, and uh, yeah, so it was sad. I, I just and I read Martha's rebuttal and I got to be honest, like. I like I understood where she was coming from for him from her point of view too, you know. Yeah, you know it's it's a tough situation. Like, because uh, I don't really want to take any either person's side with sure. it, but I I understand I understand where she's coming from that she doesn't want like and if and if she feels that way because she was Owen's wife, then right. That's that's uh, 
that's fair. I, I can't, I can't really argue that. You know what I'm saying? But I, and I do think that it would be great for him to be inducted because I mean, it would be great for the number. Well, number one, it'd be great for the fans because, you know, he entertained them and put smiles on <clears throat> their faces for so many years. But, um, I, I, I don't think that it has anything to do with that. She just sure. doesn't, she doesn't want anything to do with WWE and she doesn't want them making a profit off it. So it's like, eh, you know, and I, and I yeah. understand where she's coming from. So it's, it's, that's tough, man. And I didn't like to see them arguing uh, publicly about that, but uh, that's, I just kind of stayed out of that. Sure. Well, speaking of the hall of fame, who would you want to introduce or induct uh, the British Bulldogs in the hall of fame? I would say, uh, I guess it would be myself. I, you know, yeah. I don't know why they didn't induct uh, him or Dynamite uh, earlier, or if they're, you know, I, I mean, I guess we have all of our lives to do it. But I, I, I would certainly, it could be argued very easily that they would belong in there than a lot of other people that have been inducted in too, right? So yeah, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what uh, what the holdup is or what the. You know, here's the thing. I wish, about I, could, I, wish I could tell you the answer. I, I don't know. Harry, you know. here's the thing about that. This is my feelings. Whether anyone likes them or not, I'm going to tell them. Like we, we do have all our lives for that, Harry. But the problem with that is, is we don't know how long our lives are going to be. Right. You know. Yeah. Like okay, uh, Big Van Vader, Leon White should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know, and. Um, and now he now he's gone, and I and I, I'm not I'm not going to go on a you know on a rant here listing all the other names, but we could think of several, right? Like you know uh, China, different people like that. Um, so yeah, no, like sometimes we don't have a lot of time, you know. That's all I'm saying there. Yeah, yeah, no, and uh, you know another person that uh, I think that should be in the the Hall of Fame. I mean, we even know his. His career at WWE was short-lived, but um, for the amount of impact he had on the wrestling business overall was uh, Steve Williams, you know, and oh, when, he, that, when he had that, cancer yeah. and everything. I don't know why they didn't put him in there before he passed when he was uh, when he was still yeah. uh, in good shape. But, uh, you know, or why he's in, not in there now, you know what I'm saying? I, I, don't, I don't get it, but... Hey, Harry... Hey, um, I want to ask you about, okay, going back to when you were a kid, because I used to see you, I used to see you, your sister, Teddy, like all, all the time, like whenever we were up in the area, you know, or, or in, um, even as you got a little older, like in the attitude era and stuff, you know? Um, uh, you guys were trained, you guys were already training and wrestling even back then when you were little kids, right? Oh yeah, man. I mean, geez, we were, uh, me, TJ, yeah. And Ted, we were all training and wrestling. Uh, um, they were, uh, they were doing it a little bit more than me just because I was in school uh, yeah. like full time. Right. And then they, they were too, but they had, uh, they graduated cause they're about six years older than me, yeah. five, six years. And, uh, man, I mean, I gotta tell you a lot of the, uh, training and stuff like that we did in the dungeon was so much although it was hard but um you know growing up with your family and training and learning and growing this was a really really uh, awesome experience for me and i wish that like now going back to myself i'm kicking myself but i wish that we would have just filmed more stuff you know what i'm saying uh-huh. or you know like we oh man so, some of our practices or 
even some of these like little, you know, spot shows that Bruce would have in front of could have even been in front of fifty people. But yeah. you know, TJ and Ted, they'd go out there and wrestle for twenty, twenty five minutes, and they would go at a hard, fast paced match. But it's too bad because nobody got to see that, you know. Sure. Um, but like, like with the way that DVDs are being released on older footage and you know different uh, bonus footages and stuff like that. Um, probably the same would be like the old Stampede stuff. Like I wish that Ross and Bruce would have filmed like a lot of the out of town stuff. Yeah. I heard, you know, uh, Owen and Hiro Hasi, like they would work like 60 minutes and they'd be going at like a hard, fast pace. You know, none of those guys were ever phoning it in then. Even on the spot shows? Yeah, no, I, I heard that they, you know, if, if it was a really light crowd, like, but I, I heard that they were they were going hard and uh they always wanted to you know wrestle hard so they would you know have fans come in and a lot of the times they would clip a lot of the stuff yeah which was kind of not good but you know they would clip stuff for tv because they wanted the live audience to come and see it like every week right because they would gimmick it and say that oh you know the match was uh so brutal or it had too much violence we couldn't show it on tv but <laughs> they're gonna have a rematch next week and they'd show the last like 30 seconds or minute you could see the crowd yeah. like going nuts and they're right at the climax of the match and then uh but i, I wish that they would have filmed more stuff like kept it but that's hey were you, you know. did i uh, i want to say i saw of of uh, some footage of was it you versus TJ or maybe the intermission of a of a one of a stampede show like when you guys were kids doing putting on a match. Yeah, that that could have been. Uh, we were when uh, Ross and Bruce they got TV in like ninety nine two thousand. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, so we we were. Oh geez, I was still in uh, junior high school then, but um, yeah, we 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 worked uh, quite a bit, and then Ted was working some of those shows so some of those are are uh are on uh they're on dvd and stuff like that i guess wwe bought the rights to those those matches yeah. like to all the stampede stuff which um but it would be nice if they got to showcase some of that someday too because um none you can't really find it on youtube now yeah. they, they take all that stuff off you know so. and all the old stampede stuff like your brother uh, or not your brother your uncle owen he gave me like this box set thing of all these dvds of like it was i don't know it might have been damn near everything from from stampede i don't know but do you know what i'm talking about yeah i know what you're i know what you're talking about that's that's great stuff you know one match that i saw that owen he actually he had he had had a handheld of it somehow yeah. but do you remember when uh when Bamla came to wwf in about 94 95 and he had some tryouts yeah yeah. But Owen had uh, the singles match that he had with Benoit from that. Uh, I think he even had like food poisoning or something like that. He oh, was wow. sick. But they, I remember watching it and it, um, at Owen's house, and it was a really, really awesome match. I, uh, not to sound bad, but I almost kind of wish I would have stolen it cause <laughs> just to see it now. You know what I mean? But yeah. Martha, she would. I would imagine she'd still have it, but sure. she's probably not going to give it up. But and then another guy uh, that I'm friends with, he says that he. He says he has a handheld match with Dynamite and Benoit singles oh, that no one's ever seen before. Wow! That they did, yeah. But I'm I'm trying to get my hands on it. But uh, you just reminded me of something. I, you, you just reminded me of something. One time, uh, in like the in like '94ish or something like that, uh, or '95. Anyways, 
Sabu came in. They brought Sabu in for tryout. They wanted to hire him. And they had to work yeah. with Owen in dark matches, like two nights in a row. And, yeah. like, they wanted to hire Sabu. Sabu had no intentions of ever coming in to work there. He just wanted the two payoffs. So he came <laughs> in and he worked the yeah. shows and was, like, gone. Yeah, but him and Owen had excellent matches, though, on these shows that no one's I, I ever really, seen before. I remember that because uh, Davey was talking about it. And then uh, we had just gotten, like, one of those satellites. Yeah. So ECW was just Aaron. And then he was talking about this guy named Sandy. He was, uh, he said a really good worker and was doing all these flips. And, like, he was he was saying, oh, you know, you, yeah. you and Ted would really like him. And he was watching him first on ECW, and then he would do, uh, he was doing like, uh, like weird promos where he was moonsaulting through a table with nobody on it and yeah. pretending that he was going nuts <laughs> or something like that. And I was going, man, this guy's, like, I'd never seen anybody jump off the chair before and then land on the top right. rope like that. Hmm. And then, dude, he was doing all kinds of stuff. But I, I just thought, um, I, I remember Davey talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting that, you know, I bet you no one knows that Owen and uh, Sabu had matches. Yeah, yeah. On this, yeah. And, when, and so Sabu come in, and since I knew him from having a you know, match with him and stuff, uh, he rode with Kurt Henning and I, and I slammed his hand in the car door. Oh. And he barely sold it. He was just like, ouch, that hurt. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> yeah. man. Oh, man. <laughs> Anyways. Well, growing up in the family that you grew up in, obviously you're a student of the game. That's an understatement. As far as being in the ring, what's maybe one or two things that you've taken by watching your dad's matches and implementing it in your career? Uh, yeah, for sure. You know, um, probably what he was, what he was telling me, like, I mean, I, I could say, oh, you know, you do power moves and stuff like that. But I remember he would always talk about, uh, cause we, we, like me and TJ, we would plan a lot of stuff and we choreograph a lot of, uh, stuff growing up for our matches. And he kind of told us, he said, that's, you know, you guys are doing a lot of stuff. That's great. But he goes, you guys need to learn how to work out there without having to, choreograph everything We're that's kind of problem that. that a lot of guys have here now but it's not that oh you know oh people just say that but when you're working night to night in night out with different crowds and stuff like that you might have to have a different style match for a different kind of crowd like there could be a bunch of little kids in the audience that they don't really understand what a bunch of high spots are but if you give them two of those and just interact with them more and uh tell more of a basic story of a match it'll probably get over more with them than uh you know doing a trying to have a wrestlemania main event where it's just almost too confusing for them you know what i'm saying so he said that and just being able to read the audience and timing when it, okay well it's not quite time to go home yet okay i mean let's go home now yeah I you know see. what i mean and, and uh that that's that, that was probably the most important thing and i and I kind of understand. I understood where he was coming from, but now I, I definitely understand it years later. Hey, so and people might think that okay, like uh, you know, like father, like son, you're going to work the same style, but your body types are different. You're a lot taller than your dad was, and like some things just don't work the same out there. Yeah, you know, I it's, well, I, I like to do the vertical suplex yeah. still because uh, I'm I'm naturally good at that. Like I can hold guys up. But stuff like uh, the, I mean, he was really strong with the overhead pressing yeah. like for press slams, like stuff like that. I just can't, I can't do. And he's, he's really, he was really good with the, 
You remember when he do that front head spring? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, yeah. I don't see. Yeah, man, I, I don't I see him doing do that. I kind of got to. Man, he was so him and Dynamite both were so fast with that. Yeah, where you just you could try to do it, but it almost would look like a, a cheap imitation if you know if I was trying to do it. But there's a, like a lot of bridging and stuff like that that I do that uh, Davey probably he just didn't have the flexibility for. Right. But we're uh, this it's very similar, but we're different in that in that sort of category you know yeah uh frame wise yeah so i what hey how old were you when you actually started sprouting up because like just all of a sudden like i just saw you you know uh like it must have been like a year later and you were like a, a foot and I, I didn't even almost realize it was you harry <laughs> yeah well you know i was uh i was about i think i was like 13 or 14 yeah. and uh i hit like a big growth spurt it was uh yeah, right around that time. So what happened was I broke my uh, arm, amateur wrestling, my humerus, and uh, I took some time off. But a, a lot I was like during that time when I was I was sprouting up because I wasn't actively wrestling. So I was I was just I was sleeping a lot. Like yeah. uh, I was resting a lot and sleeping. And and uh, I don't know if that had anything to do with it because uh, a lot of the times when you're growing, the most important years of your life that's when you're supposed to be was sleeping a lot so right. i remember i was i was sleeping quite a bit and then davy came home from the road one time he goes jesus did you just gain did this grow like two two inches in height and i said oh i don't know he goes he goes jeez you know it was just, just kind of funny because and I, I sprouted i must have sprouted oh jeez six <laughs> ten inches or something like that I in like a span of a year and, yeah, and it was jesus. a big growth spurt too you know um did it hurt? A, a little bit did it hurt yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, uh, you know what? I think it did a little bit. It wasn't wasn't too unbearable. But I just noticed when I got back into the ring after um, just doing stuff like hitting the ropes and stuff yeah. was a little different because I grew like my feet grew and like the timing <laughs> and stuff like that. But I, I caught back on when I. Uh, but I remember it was right around the time when I broke my arm and I was I was sleeping a lot. So. Well, Harry, you and Lance Archer have been a main uh, have been a mainstay team in Japan for the last six years or so. I want to know how did that get started, and what is the difference between working with him and then maybe working, you know, with a relative like Tyson or Teddy? Um, yeah, so that was uh, New Japan's idea. Um, I'm not sure if it was Gato or one of the other uh, bookers there that was their idea. Um, because they were they were looking for like a like a Hanson and Brody type image for a, for a tag team with big two big guy jeans. Yeah. So it's uh, it's worked out pretty well. I mean we're we're yeah. we're both big, but we both wrestle different styles. And Lance is a good brawler, and um, you know he tries pretty hard in there. Uh, you know I think that we we're good because a lot of the Japanese audiences they like they like like that. Uh, we have to be careful now with. Um, you know, beating them up or doing too much stuff oh, in the crowd? to them, like, like, yeah, like Lance, yeah. he likes to spit water at him, which is uh. which is all right, but, but, but the Japanese things are different now. But they like to be scared. Yes, like when Lance goes up to a little, like a little kid and screams as loud as he can, and the kid starts crying. That's they, they, they don't like it, but they do like it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like years ago, when Hanson and Brody and those guys, they would. They go through the crowd and beat up the crowd. Yeah, hit them with the bull rope, and, the chain, and I the mean, bull uh, rope. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, they'd be happy after. Like I'm, I think it was uh, As uh, Asai uh, Ultimo Dragon yeah. who said that 
the day he decided he wanted to become a pro wrestler was when Tiger Jeet Singh punched him in the mouth when he was a fan. He yeah. just thought it was the coolest thing. Well, I know, but we can't do that nowadays. But I thought it was pretty cool when Stan Hansen hit me with the cowbell on accident, like coming through the crowd and uh, at, uh, for Battle of the Belts. It was it was supposed to be Hansen and Brody versus the Road Warriors, but Brody wasn't having yeah. any of it. He wasn't going to have the match, so they had Harley Race come take Brody's place, and. Uh, and so, yeah, I, anyways, I got hit with a cowbell. And I thought it was just the greatest damn thing ever. Oh, that's awesome. But, no, hey. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, but I, I really in, I really enjoy you guys. And you guys, um, you keep it serious. And, uh, but the thing that I really liked was when you guys had the match here in the States, in Long, in Beach. Long Beach, and you worked with Yano and the other guy, and just the way you worked, the way you did that, I was really impressed because on paper, I didn't think that match was going to turn out, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. you know, but I really yeah. liked how you yeah, guys yeah. did that. Yeah, thank you. I, You know, I think, um, like, the, the, like, the thing is, working like a big guy, like big, sty- big guy styles, is that... Um, you want to do it and not, not like less is more, but like if you slam a guy or hit him with a big belly to belly suplex or something, but you really need, and it's important too for working. Like if it's my kind of style or since we're bigger is, is that we really need the baby face to sell. Yeah. And like, that's what that then I know that people want to do a lot of bunch of high spots, but uh, one thing that we had like that, I don't know if you saw the Tokyo Dome match from last year, but it was me and Lance versus uh, Sonata and Evil. And uh, the the style that we did the match, we almost had like 70% of the, like there was no no shine or anything for them at the beginning. Uh-huh. And, it, and then we let them have the, like the, like the last 30% and got into some fault. But it, but it was good because people were watching and they're like, man, these guys are getting, the, you know, they're getting the hell beaten out of yeah. like, but like that's, that's to me and and what uh when i think it was chucky t that we were in there with we wanted him to be on the big cell and then yano you know he does his goofy comedy stuff yeah. i don't really care for it but that's i know that's but, I, but i, I we, know but you we, guys we don't did. harry i know you guys don't yeah. care for it but i was impressed on how you how you actually interacted with them with him on yeah that. That, and Exactly, and, and the and the the way how we did it is like Yano on the on the back end of stuff where he's he does his comedy stuff, but he does like uh, he gets his comeback out of it. But we we wanted the other guy to sell, and I think that's yeah. why it worked because like if if he's doing all this goofy comedy stuff to, with us at the beginning, yeah, and then we're you know like the doing the what is it the the, the clowns from the you know with <laughs> fitting into the car and running into yeah. each other but, but but it worked out good and the fans like it, it so it's uh, it worked out good you know yeah I you could definitely like go into that with with the bad attitude and 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 just be like ah oh, this sucks I, you know you got to do but I was really impressed with that I'll, I'll, okay I won't talk anymore about that I just was really impressed with it <laughs> so thank what, you thank you very much so it was fun you- too I liked the match. So why do you think that New Japan has been able to be able to to thrive in Japan versus NOAA and all Japan that have been somewhat struggling? You know, what do you think that is? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, I mean, part of it is New Japan's always been the number one company over there for for years. And like back in the 80s, I think at one point when the funks were in all Japan and, and stuff and those kind of guys... Um, I think that all Japan was number one. So it's always like they're going to 
they're always going to be number one. They're always going to bounce back and be number one. Like, I know WWE and WCW, when they had their big feud, and then, you know, they were losing for quite a while, then they bounced back up. So they, they always have that ability to bounce back up, because it's, it's always been the number one company in the world, or in, New J- in Japan. And it's like the same thing with WWE, even though they go through ups and downs. Um, I think that, you know, I think that it's just that, I think that the booking has been, or, or was better leading up to, you know, like, because they went through a really, really bad time. Like we're like they were done like dinner. Like, uh, and then they got saved. I think that they've just uh, one thing that they've been able to do is that they've been able to expand internationally. And I don't know if Noah or All Japan if they would even have the money to be able to do that. Yeah. So like nowadays, like they're doing stuff all the time with Ring of Honor. You see it like so many people with Bullet Club shirts. So they've been able to, and in a good way, without losing money. Um, be able to expand internationally and see because because now a lot more people are seeing stuff that me and Lance are do, Lance and I are doing in, yeah. in Japan. So I think that it, it's that. And then um, like they were having some they were having some hard hitting, really awesome matches. And I'm, I'm not saying that Noah and All Japan aren't, but like I don't know if you've seen the matches like with Ishii and uh, Shibata from yeah. a few years back. But man, like those were amazing. That's what people really like to see. And God bless um, Shibata, unfortunately. He's, yeah. His career is basically over from working those style matches. But I think that uh, it's the strong style. And, you know, it's just they've been able to they've been able to roll with momentum and they've been, you know, they've been smart with things and they know how to they know how to um, market themselves internationally. I think that's the main thing. Mm-hmm. And I think they'll always be number one, probably. You know, through the ups and downs. And and how's the relationship with Noah and New Japan right now? Because I know they were they were kind of like uh, at least loosely uh, affiliated. You know. Yeah, you know that was that was um, it was good because because Noah was getting help from New Japan. Yeah. Uh, I, their their relationship now is non-existent. So what what had happened was. Um, or as far as I know, New Japan they had they agreed to help Noah out financially. Yeah. And I don't know if they had botched uh, no, sorry, not botched, purchased some stocks or purchased um so, some things for rights for the the company, but they didn't buy the company. Right. So they they were helping them out and uh just Noah they just didn't really know how to advertise anything, you know what I'm saying? Like uh-huh. like they didn't they, and, and part part of the problem is they don't have TV still. Mm. You know, like when when we were talking about why New Japan's still number one, like we were out there and I was seeing Minoru Suzuki and um, all those guys like having crazy matches with Segura for 30 minutes and they're both bleeding and sweating and beating the hell out of each other. But uh, there was there was nobody to see it like there there's no TV there. So how can you how can you really start getting over again if you don't have a, a solid TV every single week? So. What happened was um, there was a guy named Uchida who was the president of All Japan, and he had, uh, I guess, with Marafuji and some of the other people that own Noah, they had secretly brought like not snuck him back, but they brought him in as the new president without telling New Japan. Yeah, and then there was some big announcement made, and I guess New Japan really doesn't like this guy. I don't know the history. Maybe I don't want to. I, I'm not sure, but. Okay. As soon as that happened, we were because we were supposed to be doing stuff for the following year, and uh, we were right in the middle of a December tour, 
and they agreed that uh, we were done with NOAA, and then we were everyone was going to be, you know, the titles were going to stay there, and uh, that was it. Like like during the tour, it wasn't even like, and we were supposed to go over for one more show before the end of the year. Like this was December, yeah, and we were supposed to have one more show December twenty third, and that got totally canceled. Everything so did, just did they pull Jado? Did they pull Jado out uh, Akiyoshi out as the Booker over there? Then is he gone? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's he's back with New Japan, but they they literally just shut the lights off and uh, they just cut everything off on that. So um, I, I wish Noah all the best. I yeah. really like like a lot of those guys are great guys, and I hope that they do well. But um, and do you do you think that you know, tough, they, do you think that they're now like they've announced that they're going to have some kind of relationship with WWE? Do you think that's going to move the needle for them at all? Man, I wish it would, but I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, in theory, I would think it would. Yeah. Like, because Ken, Kenta, he was one of their main stars. He's in WWE now. Um, I, I, I believe it will help, but man, I, I don't know. They, they have to be consistent with it. Yeah. And uh, like, and if they still don't have a TV company or they still don't have a TV show every week, you know, how can people? really catch sure. up with it and, and, and stay with it, you know? And, yeah. and Noah, like for the typical fan, their, their tickets were going for, like they're more expensive than new Japan's. Ooh. Like they're still trying to sell tickets for like 9,000 yen, which is close to a hundred bucks. And a typical wrestling fan, sometimes they, they're not going to pay that kind of money, yeah. you know? So, Hey, uh, I want to, I want to talk to you like, uh, about you know back when you guys were younger and kids and and you know there was that friction between the click and like you know brat and all that and then the screw job montreal screw job thing happened like how was that for you and like and your sister and 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 you know like teddy and and, and tj and and that because you know you guys always like you liked i remember you liked Sean, like you know some of the heart kids like Sean and and Scott and myself and, and yeah, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, uh, that's funny. You're bringing back a lot of memories on that. But um, man, it was you know it was as much as like because I liked I loved like growing up. I loved of course Shawn Michaels. Yeah. And, uh, you know yourself, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and everybody. It was. Um, I never really. It didn't. It always didn't seem like. Uh, how should I say this? It always seemed to me that it was always Brett that had more of the issue with uh, yeah. the click than Davey did. You know what I mean? Oh, there was never any heat with Davey. At least that we ever. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. That that was. Uh, and uh, you know, depending on what kind of relationship Davey was having with Brett at the time if they were getting along or not yeah. getting along but he, he he wasn't really fence riding but one day you talked to Davey and he him and Brett were cool and the next time he'd be like you know he'd be kind of taking Sean's side on things I you know I it, it, it kind of like the weather it, it was um, see for, for me growing up it was always it was always interesting because it was always like intense yeah. you know what I mean like it was like there's like you always know that between Brett and Sean, there was always real heat. And that's something that is kind of missing from nowadays because not too many people have real heat with each other like that. But they were always professional as far as I know. When that's they right. Absolutely. With each other. But, Absolutely. Yeah, which is really uh, 
important. And sometimes those make like the best matches. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, it was it was weird. But yeah, he, I was, I was yeah. going to say it was weird for me because. Like, Brett and I, we traveled, before kind of the whole click thing actually came together, like, I traveled with Brett, too, and he was so good to me, and he taught me a ton. And so, like, and, you know, then when, like, I'm traveling with, you know, Sean Scott and Kev, and then later Paul, you know, anytime there was something sad, negative, like, say, about Brett, it was so uncomfortable, you know? And, yeah. and I just hated yeah. it. And I always, it was unrealistic of me because I'm this young, like, kid at the time thinking, why just can't, why can't just everyone just get along? Right. You know? But, like, you know, think there was a lot at stake and, and you know, everyone took took it so serious that, you know, so, I mean, I look at it now and I understand, you know, but it just sucked because I'm that person that just wants to get along and love everybody, you know? Yeah, you know, and th- the one thing that I do remember, like it was a big deal, was Davey was talking about when they did the uh, curtain call yeah. at Madison Square Garden. And that was like a big deal. Like it was like, you know, nobody could believe it happened. Like it was, but, and then he was, he was saying like, oh, you know what, mark my words, they'll never be back working for Vince again. And then, and then he was kind of, you know, so he said, yeah. was very, you know, be very, but they didn't talk around about it. And of course, look, they all came back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I wasn't there. I was in rehab when the, when no. the curtain call happened. Oh, you were? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I, I see. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. um, hey, so, uh, everything's cool with Jake now. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was, uh, we're all fine. And, like that whole thing was just so stupid, and I yeah. got no problems with him. I, I called him, and I wanted to bury the heat anyway. Sure. But I, I got no. My more issue is with these jabroni uh, wannabe bullshit websites that make a thunder out of a fart and Keep uh, it up. Yeah. tell lies and yeah, and and uh, blow things out of proportion. But no, that was that was all fine. And, you know, when uh, I left that place because uh, Jake's daughter was killing my yeah. merchandise sales, and right. after when all that happened. And I had an afternoon show to go to. Then when the police came, they talked to Tommy Dreamer, who was at my table, and he told him to come to his show later because I was on a House of Hardcore show. And then uh, I went and wrestled, and nobody came, and they never talked to me. So sure. I was tra- I was traveling in and out of there, Canada. I flew to Japan. There was no, uh, like, there was no, it was, might have been a municipal uh, thing, but. Nobody came, and then all of a sudden it blew up like it was uh, this huge thing, like I pulled a knife or a gun out on him or something. Right. But I, I it's, mean, it was... it's, it's all it's all good now. And but you yeah. know what, I I don't feel bad about it because I was standing up for my family, and I told him a couple times uh, through Twitter or through friends to please stop badmouthing Davey in these interviews, like talk yeah. about something else, or if you if you had a problem with him. Why that's didn't you talk thing. to him back in 96, 97? You know, that's so. the thing, man. I, hey, here's the thing, Harry. There's a We get in this mode where we feel like we have to perform when we're doing these interviews and tell these stories. And, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, like we could, it's easy when we're doing good now and we're living a better life to look back and go, oh, this guy was this and he was like, you know, I heard some of the things you you said that you know that was said about your dad and like um you know we gotta look in the mirror too like and go hey i if he was like that you know uh well i'm trying okay let me just say this yeah let me just say this uh 
my experience with with your dad and everyone I know, even when he was having rough times, Harry, are like he was a joy to be around. He lit up the room. He always made everyone oh, yeah. laugh. And I can't and I can honestly say or I can't say that about the other guy. Hmm. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I'll just leave it at that. That's my memory of your dad. He was awesome. Oh yeah. He was fucking you know, awesome, I, Harry. Yeah. And I, I was watching some old stuff on um on YouTube with Davey and then I was remembering like they did uh there was a match with him and Lex versus Matt on a mission yeah. where Davey gave, uh, he gave Mabel the electric chair drop <laughs> out of the corner. Yeah. And like, there was, there was stuff like that. Like I remember Davey was telling Vince about it that, and then Vince is going, oh, there's no way you can do that. You can't lift them up. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, you know, and then he did it. And then he said that Vince's eyes when he came to the back were just like, but you know, back in those days, Davey and Lex both, they were doing all kinds of appearances and, uh, uh, stuff for for little for kids yeah. and for sick kids with the with the allied powers and they'd have uh, they'd have kids walk down to the ring with them and with the flag every single show. There's uh, all kind you know, like he he really did a lot of great stuff for WWE. Like I remember one time when he was he had two days off and he was back home and they called him to do like a an autograph session yeah. down in uh, in Tampa. I think because Shane Douglas had just been uh, had just quit. And they gave him, like, they asked if he could do it on, like, 45 minutes notice. And he and I, we sped. We drove all the way down to um, Treasure Island, and he did the interview with him, like, just, like, like on the drop of the hat like uh-huh. that. So he was he was a really great guy, and he was a great employee. I wish that uh, he would have had one WWE title run. You know, that would have been great. But, Absolutely. Uh, he, 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 uh, he did a lot of great things for that company, and I think that, um, you know, I, I wish that they could have done more for him. But, you know... Uh, you know, who knows? You can't always go back and. But there was so many great uh, memories of of him and and Owen too. You know. That yeah, was, I'm gonna share. Really awesome. I'm gonna share yeah. one with you. Yeah. Uh, uh, it would be uh, Owen and and who the hell was Owen's partner? And they would work with with uh, with your dad and Lex, and so Owen would get in there with your dad, and your dad would pick him up and just. And just mill and just gorilla press him like ten reps, and then just dump him right. And then Lex would come yep. in and try to go for the same thing, and Owen dead weighted him <laughs> and wouldn't go up for him, and he just burble over. Yeah, it was the funniest damn thing, man. Oh, I think it was Owen. Oh, and that's Yoko. hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I, I know, I know that story because. Uh, yeah, Davey told me. Then, he, then afterwards, Lex is going, "What the hell, Owen?" And Owen goes, "Oh, Lex, I'm sorry, man. I I must have just slipped." He goes, "We'll do it tomorrow." And, <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, no worries. So then he did, went to do it again, and he hugged right on top. Of, yeah. Uh, hugged onto his triceps. Yeah. And Lex almost fell over. Then he threw him down. And so, and uh, man, he was mad. And then he said, "Davey came and pressed him about ten times." Yeah. And then did a flex to Lex, and then uh, they were all laughing. Going, and and so um, and then and then Lex goes to lock up with Owen. And as soon as he touches him, Owen just flat backs him and just laying on the ground, looking up at him. And he's like, "What in the hell?" Yeah. And yeah, then that's, Owen that's gets funny, and then man. Owen gets Lex out on the floor and takes the microphone yep. cord and just completely wraps him up like a cocoon in the microphone cord, so he can't get out. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! Yeah, and you know what's uh, funny was 
back in those days, I don't, I don't know if you would have been maybe just coming around, but the Steiner brothers first just came to yep. WWE. And uh, Rick Steiner, he had, he had never met Owen, but he had heard lots of great, you know, seen him on, you know, New Japan. He heard a lot of great things, like he's a great worker. And they were in New Japan at different times. But so he's watching in the back from the curtain at a house show. And I guess Owen was doing the, you know, like, uh, like if the guy went to tackle him, he'd take like the absolute slowest yeah. possible. <laughs> he could take it. And, well, Rick was looking around and he was like, what the fuck? I thought this guy was good. He's like, this guy's the chef. And then he, then he saw one come to the back and he was laughing his ass off. Uh, yeah. So funny to tell. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, we're, get, we're pretty, I've, I've been, uh, I've had you on phone for a long time, Harry. I appreciate you coming on, man. Um, no problem. Gonna, do you have any other questions? Yeah, or? we're going to wrap it up here. But uh, hey, real quick, yeah, guys. Um, I wanted to know what you want to see Natty do at this all women's pay per view. <clears throat> oh, wow. Um, when is the pay per view anyway? October. Oh, it's in October. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was, uh, I knew it wasn't this month because it was SummerSlam. Yeah, you know what? That's great. Um, they did, have they announced matches for They it have yet? it. So I'm curious to see who you want to see her face. Or what you want to see her do? No, it's an all women's pay per view. Yeah, it's an all women's pay per view. Yeah, uh, you know her and Ronda Rousey doing something would be good. Uh, Shayna Baszler, she's yes. really awesome. I've, I I went and trained with her, and uh, we wrestled together. We used to do training and stuff at the uh, Josh Barnett's gym after after workouts were done. Shayna's one of my favorites, Harry. Shayna's one of my favorites. Yeah, she she's awesome. She's a really, uh, I think that she became kind of a natural pro at it because of her MMA background. But also the the thing that is good about her too is that she likes pro wrestling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like some of these some of these people, like ex football players and stuff, they don't have any clue. And some of them pick up on it and they do all right. And some because they because they don't they don't actually they they don't understand it because they. They don't. They don't really fully understand it, you know. So and they don't I have think, that. They I, don't have that love instilled. Like when you, yeah. when it's instilled in you. Like it's just different. Yeah, you know, and a lot of people they say skills are cheap, but passion is priceless. Yep. And I kind of agree with that because there's a lot of guys that even, uh, you know, say, say for instance Mick Foley, he may not have been the greatest athlete. He'll probably admit to that, but. Look at the the passion and, and uh, the way how he understood the business and how he understood how he could make money yeah. and you know get to the top as a as a performer and be entertaining you know and have an awesome promo and and make money for the company you know so that's uh, that's great that Shane is doing well there so. Well, my last question to you is your stablemate, Zack Sabre Jr., as we know, is incredible at submissions. Yeah. I want to know: Have you had a chance to grapple with him? No, I haven't. Um, I would like to. Uh, he's. I'm sure he's really good. I have not had a chance to yet. Um, but I like his wrestling style. He's unique and he's different. Um, I think that he understands that uh, for him, he's got to work a certain, like a different style than everybody else to be different. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what's, what's helped get him over and... Uh, Wish him all the best. He's a really, really good athlete. And uh, but I no, I have not grappled with him yet. But I'm, I'm sure that he's got some good skills. 
And for me, uh, not a question, just a comment. I think I speak for a lot of people in my generation when I say my favorite tag team as a kid with the British Bulldogs, and then subsequently your dad became my favorite singles wrestler. So talking to you on the show has been fantastic. He's provided a lot of memories uh, for so many people of our generation. And to this day, I'm still never going to forgive the Islanders for stealing Matilda. So I'm still mad about that. <laughs> hey, man, we're in the same boat with that. I'm never going to forgive them either. That's right. <laughs> oh. oh, man, you know what? Yeah. Uh, I'm... I should. I wanted to bring this up earlier. But I'm, I'm going to shoehorn it in. Shoehorn. Shoehorn it in right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, what do you what do you think about uh, somebody starting up UWF again in the in the submission I'm, style like that? That's been talked about a little bit lately. I think it's a great idea. You know, Josh Barnett's been talking about uh, trying to get something set up. Um, I think it would be great because it's different and it hasn't been. Um, you know, it's be kind of fresh because nobody's seen it in years. And I like, I think that over the years, like, there's been so many different um, new submissions that have came out yeah. and new style of grapplers. And I think with catch wrestling sort of coming back and starting to dominate again, it'd be great. And like, like, uh, like um, myself, Josh Barnett. Um, there's a lot of guys. Uh, um, uh, what the heck? Why can't I think of his name off the top of my head? The big kid from Guam, the amateur oh, wrestler. Jeff Cobb, Jeff Cobb yeah. yeah. Yeah, Jeff Cobb, yes. Yeah, he would be really awesome in it. Um, you know, Zach Sabre Jr., there's a lot of good guys. You yeah. know, MVP, he's doing jiu-jitsu too now yeah. too. So I think it would be awesome in, like, having different rule sets where it's um, – you could even do shoots where there's where there's rope escapes, though, where you have sure. to – because that was, that was originally what it was supposed to be. And, like, doing that uh, – that tournament that I was just doing, like it was real pinfalls for a three count, not just for a one. So that kind of, I think it keeps. Did it anyone get pinned? Interesting. Uh, yeah, I, my uh, my final match that I had, I pinned the guy for. Oh damn! I caught him with the. Yeah, but wow. man, that's hard to hold a guy yeah, down for three seconds. Wow. Yeah. So. Oh, but uh, it would it would be great, man, and it would be like a hybrid style of uh, of wrestling again that would come out. So yeah. I, I hope that they do it, and if Josh is going to. Um, help start something up i'll be with him all the way cool hey dave hey harry man <laughs> it's so man it's so good like to, to have you on the phone and actually have a conversation uh you oh, know yeah, man, for a while great. with you man uh because i we've never I was, we've never actually sat and had this long a conversation you and i so i uh, uh, yeah i know uh, I, I was i was gonna ask you uh because we were talking about the you know uh keith and all of them earlier yeah. Do you remember your match you had with Keith at the at the corral for Stu's eighty or eighty third birthday? I'll never forget it. We we Scott and I flew in for that. It was uh, we flew like coast to coast for that, and it was cold as shit. Yeah, and and I remember because I was I was pretty relieved that I got there and I got to work with 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 your uncle Keith. We had a good match. It was really good. You know what I liked about it too was that because. Keith was really used to working like he could work like a long 15 or 20 minute match. Like, uh, um, but, but it was a fast pace. Like, I think it was only what six or seven minutes, but it was like a, it was like a raw match, like a TV style match, which I had never seen Keith really work before. And And he was, and, um, it was a good, like you guys matched up well together, you know? Yeah. Well, well, there was a lot of, there was a lot of matches on, on the show and like, you know, to go out there and sunk up all the time. Cause you had the funks versus, uh, your, your uncle Bruce and, and Brian Pillman. 
Uh, yeah, and they went like 30 minutes yeah. and walked through the crowd and all that. Blood that. everywhere. And remember and, that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah, and, 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 um, and Scott worked with, with Owen. And, yeah, but no, yeah, I love that. And I have the jacket. That's that's like when somebody asks me, like if they ask me what my most prized possession that I own is, it's it's the it's the Harley jacket from from BJ's uh, Harley shop, with, and it says on on the chest it says Stu Hart's 80th uh, birthday. Wow! And and Scott yeah, and I have one. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, I I actually have one myself. It was um, it was uh, Stu's, I think, or uh, Davies, wow. but I still I kept it. Um, but it, it basically fits me, so I I wear it uh, from time to time. But man, what an awesome jacket! Because it it the quality of it's really really nice. Like, yeah. it's good thick strong leather. Yeah. And you know um, when Brian Pillman had that unfortunate nasty uh, car accident where he actually tipped his Hummer, they said that one of the reasons why he survived or what didn't kill him was he was wearing that Harley jacket because he skidded off his back like. Wow. Uh, Wow. Thirty-five yards or something like that yeah. when he when he or some, something ridiculous when he came out of the out of the car. So you know that. But I mean, the jacket was I think toast after, but yeah. that saved his life. He said, "Damn, there you go, man! I could just keep talking to you, Harry. It's so good talking to you <laughs> yeah. on the phone, man. I mean, we'll have to have him back on. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. Oh, so. And you know, another, another match rule, like next for maybe for next time." Was uh, you and Brett actually? Do you remember that the singles you guys had in like ninety yeah. four? Yeah, never that forget was awesome, it. Man. July. Uh, let me think if I can remember. July tenth, nineteen ninety four. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> man, that was awesome. Yeah, and then and then and then um, while we're at it, you sent me a you sent me a YouTube clip of of your dad and I working with uh, an, just an enhancement TV match. Uh, we were yeah. ta- we and were tag team. Yeah, it was great. So yeah. Yeah, I, I I like that. I, I remember when you guys did that at the time. Davey was talking about it, and then he was saying uh, he was going to try to do more stuff with you, like like the old stuff uh, he used to do with Dynamite, like yeah. where he'd get the guy on a fireman's carry and he jump off his back. But I think you guys just did that one TV match. That's right? it. it was just just yeah. a one time deal. But, and I, I was on. And he he pressed you onto the guys. Yeah, I was honored to be able yeah. to work with your dad in Wembley in Wembley Arena, though that was wow. great. Your dad's back was was oh, hurt pretty yeah. bad, but you never would have known it. You never would have known it. Yeah. So was that um was that in like ninety nine or two thousand? Yeah. Was that the time? Yeah. I I you know what I don't think I ever saw it because we didn't um we didn't get those pay per views in yeah. Canada. I think because it was a pay per view there, right? Uh, Rebellion or something or uh, yeah, one of those pay per views they had, but yeah. um. I don't think I ever saw that one. Yeah, that, no, that's good. That's great, though. So, anyways, all right, Harry, I'm gonna let you go, man. It's okay. so good talking to you, and you know, my best uh, to your sister and your mom and everyone. And um, thank you so much. Hey, real quick, social media stuff you want to plug? Oh yes, if you want to follow me on uh, Instagram and Twitter, both it's at uh, DB Smith Jr. I'll. Um, db smith jr both the same for those i have a facebook but that's more for friends and family but um yeah please uh follow me you can keep up uh on all the updates and latest greatest uh, workout clips i just uh, posted something today i was uh helping plug tj wilson's new uh workho- oh, workhorse right. yeah. supplement yeah it's a pre-workout drink it's really awesome you, you like uh, pre-workout stuff right yeah 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 i, I you know I, cause I remember back in the day you were always 
Uh, they had the green ones. What were they called? Like Bang yeah, or uh... Hanson's Energy Drink? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, they, they, yeah, that's what it was. Hanson. Yeah, and I remember you drinking those backstage. Uh-huh. Those, but, uh... <laughs> they paid me. And to uh, my mom says to hot. Oh, my mom said to say hi. She was asking how Lula was doing, too. She's great. Yeah. That's I saw great. your mom at Cauliflower Alley. <laughs> oh, yeah. Awesome. So, um, hey, yeah. is there something else? No, I pretty think that's pretty it, much think, it. Yeah. Thank oh, you. he has a seminar coming oh, up yeah, this yeah. weekend. I knew there was something. August 12th. For, uh... Yes, August, August 12th um, at the Ring of Honor School, uh, 1 to 4 p.m. Uh, there's all kinds of information on my uh Twitter and Instagram about that. I'm going to be teaching a lot of uh, basics, a lot of uh, submission stuff and some pro wrestling stuff that I learned from the dungeon and from the snake pit and uh, from Billy Robinson too. So if you're a pro wrestler or, um, you know, into submission grappling or, you know, you're in the area, it's in uh, Bristol, Pennsylvania. So come on down for that. Excellent. On Twitter at worldwide dojo. So for more, info yeah, about that, that. that was good. for more uh, information. Yes. Harry, finally, okay, I swear to God, this time I'm going to let you go, man. <laughs> thank you so much. Davey Boy Smith, June hey, 31. Yeah. All, All right. right, thank you guys. Thanks for having me. Really Have an awesome day. Take care. Great stuff. All right. Yeah, so follow Sean on Twitter, at TheRealXPOC. Use the hashtag for the show, XPOC12360. Uh, buy the t-shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sean Waltman. Also at Pro Wrestling Tees on August 25th, Saturday. Sean will be there for uh, Customer Appreciation Day, meet and greet from 12 to 3. And then we have XPOC12360 live in downtown LA at the Bootleg Theater, August 29th, Wednesday. Uh, tickets at TicketFly, Bootleg Theater on Facebook. Just type in XPOC on Facebook and all the info will pop up. And then you're headed to Japan in September on September 26th. Yep. There we go. Follow me on Twitter at Jimbo in the booth. Awesome. And you guys can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. Make sure to go to YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. I have a new show coming up and I know you guys are going to love it. All right. At Jay Quasto, uh, Blackcraft Wrestling, iPay-Per-View, August 24th. Champion Wrestling from Hollywood watches every single week on Fight TV worldwide. And then I go to Pakistan for Ring of Pakistan in late August. Are you going to be telling jokes in Philly coming up? Oh, yeah. August 16th as well. Come see me in Philly. All right. I forgot. Okay, everyone. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, our guest next week, uh, is next week our 100th episode? It is. Ooh. All right. And on our 100th episode, I'm, I'm almost positive. I we're going to reconfirm again, but Will Ospreay. Nice. nice. So, yeah. Looking forward to talking to Will. Aerial assassin. Yeah. Yep. All right, everyone. See you here. See you here. I always screw this part up. See you right here next week on X-Pac 12360 After Buzz TV, Westwood One, and that Jericho Network. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Sean Waltman, producers Mark B. Donica, Jimbo Frank, and the entire Xbox 12360 staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in. Like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube. Follow Xbox on Twitter at TheRealXbox and email us at xbox12360show at gmail.com. The Westwood One Podcast Network.